On today's show, I've spoken to someone who majority of you would not know, but someone who has played a very important role at this football club for over 20 years. John Payne held the role as team manager of the senior side for over 20 years just before he gave up his post due to poor health at the end of 2018. He has many stories to share, and as a life member of the Sydney Swans Football Club, we thought it would be fitting to hear some of them ahead of member recognition round. I hope you enjoy today's chat with John Payne. Bit of a different podcast today, ladies and gentlemen. I've got a, someone who's not on the current playing list, but probably believes he should have been. Um, I'm sitting here with one of my great old mates, John Payne. John, welcome to the podcast. Thanks, Callum. Have nice you, to be here. Have you heard much about it? Uh, not much, but uh, I did a bit of research and uh, very impressed. Beautiful. Now, for those of you out there that don't know uh, John Payne, John Payne was the senior senior squad team manager for how many years? 20. 20 years. What's it like chaperoning 25 blokes? So you, every second week, would go on the, you know, the players are travelling all over Australia, whether they're going to Adelaide, Perth, Melbourne... Tasmania a few times and you're I'll, I'll kind of paint the picture for the listeners so I get an Uber to the airport I rock up and you're there waiting yep. Desc- describe your role and some of the garbage or shit that you have to deal with <laughs> oh no I don't do all that look it's it's pretty easy really you've just got to my my uh, the way I worked was I always got to the airport an hour before uh, the players were supposed to be there yep so back in the old days, you, you had to print off the, the boarding passes. Mm-hmm. You don't need to do that now, but I still like to do that. But anyway, well, it's, 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 uh, it might sound crazy but today, but what it does is that it means that you can tell who hasn't turned up in time because there's a boarding pass waiting on the desk. Yeah, correct. Rather than Because you can't keep track in your own mind about how many's come and gone. It's yeah. just, anyway, so I was there for about an hour and uh, just make sure you have good relations with the, with the people at Virgin and... Make sure that everybody's in their right seats, which was always a challenge. Yeah. Uh, I've got a little story I can share about that. I'm pretty sure you have. <laughs> can I share my story? Yeah, please do. So I remember, I, th- I can't remember where we were. I think we were coming back from, I reckon it might have been Adelaide. Yeah. And I reckon you were the only kind of staff staff member. So the coaches and... Yep usually nick off really really early they all and, gone yeah and it was just you and yep. you're in charge yep. of 25 lunatics yep. yeah yeah oh, no, players so. players and i remember i remember i, remember I, I get my uh, as precious as i am i get my boarding pass and i see something like 32 g <laughs> and you know what happens then is that when I when a, when a player sees that it's John. That's right. What's going on? That's right. Anyway, so about to your credit, mate, I said you know we're obviously the big boys. We need a bit of extra leg room, yeah. and um, I walked up with you to the um, to the Virgin the Virgin desk, and um, I'll never forget what you said to the person behind the counter. So how did you get involved in being the team manager of the Swans? And, well, and what were you doing before that? Well, I was reserves for two years, ninety seven, ninety eight. Yep. Did your time with the twos? Yeah. yeah. Um, back then, we used to travel to Canberra and I think to Melbourne too because it was before they brought in, obviously, a long time before NEFL. But uh, that's uh, pretty much the, the program. So I remember we used to play at the Punt Road Oval and then go across to the MCG and meet the rest of the players. But mm. um, yeah, I got involved in that through 
uh, Robbie Snowden, who was then the team manager. He was the uh, yeah, he was the sorry, the football manager for the Swans. Oh, old Snowy. Yeah. Yes, back then, yeah. and um, he I'd known him at Pennant Hills when I was at Borkham Hills. I'd been at Borkham since yeah. about fourteen years. So yeah. yeah, and you've come across a fair few players over time. Over yeah. time, so you've had Lockett. Yep, Lockett. What was Kelly. he like to work with, mate? Good. Good. Yeah. Can you elaborate or uh, share some sort of well, he, insight? I'm sure you might have a, a Hawaiian story with Tony Lockett. Have he you didn't got come. For us? <laughs> no, no, he wasn't around then. Didn't come. But uh, no, he was very quiet. He hardly said boo. Yeah. He and Kels used to sit up at the back of the bus and hardly say a word. It's fine. So really, no, he was he was good. In fact, all of the so-called superstars have been terrific blokes. Really? Including you, Callum. Oh, mate. Thanks, mate. I'll, I'll slip you that 50 later. There you go. For that comment. <laughs> no, um, seriously. It was, uh, I really can't uh, remember any unpleasantness or anything that would you know cause me any concern with any of the boys. What I'll do, mate, I reckon I'm going to rattle off a few names over uh-huh. the last 21 years. Right. And I want, to see, I want you to give us kind of your initial thoughts on the individual, um, good or bad. You know, um, yeah. you know, don't worry about where this podcast is going it's only going out to all of Australia so you can say whatever the hell you want um, we'll start with Plugger Paul Kelly uh, just a champion bloke and a champion player mm-hmm. absolutely great bloke um, his dad he was born on West Wylong his dad was a was a truck driver yep and uh, John and Marge beautiful people John yeah, and Marge. he's still unaffected today yeah I still see a fair bit of him Michael O'Loughlin yeah God. South Australian came from the same club I briefly went to at Central Districts and uh, superstar of the game and a really good bloke. Jason Ball? Yeah, Jason um, broke my leg in the 2004 uh, Mad Monday. Yep, because Kieran Jack has asked me to talk to you about this. So can you tell the story of Jason Ball breaking your leg? I can. Um, So I usually used to only go to the... Mad Mondays for a very short period of time. Maybe have one beer with the boys and then head off down with the coaches and Andrew, whoever else it was, down to wherever they were going. Mm-hmm. This day I decided that I'd better just check to make sure that all had something to eat. So I went back in briefly, said to Andrew, just hold the cab. I didn't want to get the T-shirt ripped off. So Borley, with the height differential and the weight, just twisted me around and just did the spiral factor up my left leg. <laughs> I've still got six pins and a plate in there. And I remind him of it frequently. Jesus Christ. Have you forgiven him for that? No. Why would I? No. <laughs> it's what a it, very forgiving sport, though. It goes to show he's now a commissioner. So. Well, not anymore. Oh, isn't he? <laughs> <laughs> After this story goes oh. public, mate, we're going to have to have a bit of an issue, have a bit of a talking to him. I'd like to have no, Gil have a chat to him. He's a good bloke, Paulie. Another big fella, Barry Hall. Yeah, Barry. Yeah, he's all right. <laughs> he's a good bloke. He... Uh, didn't break your arm or your leg or anything? No, but he threatened to uh, when I left him behind at uh, the motor, hotel in Perth to go to training at Subiaco because he was late. And he, he just left him? Yeah. You know, the bus has got to go on time. The bus goes at a certain time. Everybody knows the time. Go. Get a cab. <laughs> well, he nearly melted my phone down. <laughs> I love just the bluntness. Get a cab? It's not that hard. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so... When he got to the Oval, I thought he was going to kill me, but he just got out and yep. mumbled and went out to train. Teddy Richards? Oh, good chap, Teddy. Bit of a peculiar one? Bit, no, yeah, typical Melbourne private school boy. <laughs> We've got a few of them at the club. Yeah, I know. <laughs> but look, 
genuine bloke and mm-hmm. wouldn't hurt a flea really. Good player. Good player. Good bloke. Craig Bolton? Yeah, a lot of time for Craig. He was good. Good? Yeah, good bloke. Fair enough. Good player too. Why don't we go through the current playing list, mate? Oh, God. Oh. So you've had, you've last four years, mate, we've all had a fair bit to do with you. Yeah, um, it's been very good. Buddy Franklin? Yeah, last... You and Bud get along quite well. We do. Yeah. Yes, we've hit it off very well. It's... Uh, you give him a, it'd be fair to say that you give him a little bit of extra treatment, let's be honest. Oh, not really. I, mean, you, I reckon you, you polish his boarding pass for him, you have your bag, his bag tag waiting for him when he rocks up. No. The boys talk about that and you have a little special bottle of water for him when he gets there. And well, everybody gets a bottle of water and their, and their bag tag and their boarding pass. He's fine. Yeah. Josh Kennedy? Yeah. I like Joey. I remember his father when he was playing for yeah. Hawthorne. Private school boy? Ah, uh, Yeah. Didn't do any harm, though. Didn't he? Very interesting. Jared McVeigh, he'd be one of your favourites. Oh, yeah. Uh, Central Coast. Played for Pano. Um, mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, he's just proven proven over time to be one of the really great players. Beautiful. Now, I've got a little little thing I'd like to... We're speaking a lot about flights. Yes. We've spoken a lot about the boys' requirements on flights. Yes. Um, you know, there's a lot of... We're all a bit pedantic. We need a certain seat. We need extra leg room. Things yeah. like that. Yeah. One of the things that I've always found um, to break up flights. My own thing. Obviously, I'd go and go and go for my bathroom break, and I'd always love going to the bathroom yeah. because I'd always go past you. Yeah. You'd be sitting in sixty-eight F. No, row thirty D or thirty DRE. Yeah. Thirty DRE. You'd be sitting there on your own, C&D, yeah. and there'd be three, probably about, about an hour into the flight, there'd be three kind of empty cans of beer on there. Yeah, usually. Now, discuss with me, I, I, I look at that and go, you're probably not taking your job seriously enough, and you're not being professional. Uh, Justify, is that a personal thing you used to do, or what's the what's the go there? Well, it's... Uh, I'm taking the piss, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Just, <laughs> it was always part of my... Part you of looked at me routine. like you want to kill me just then. Jeez. No, no. Oh, no. Yeah. That's part of my routine. Um, sometimes it depended on the on the staff, but you could get you get one before the plane took off, which was against all the aeronautical uh, rules. But that's okay. So is that why you'd be sorry? Is that why you'd be sweet talking a lot of the the air hostess? That's essential. Because I, I used to see you walking to the gate with them. Yeah. With the Virgin staff mm. having a chat. Yeah. Okay. They're nice. I've got all their numbers in my phone. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, so it was good. So, um, yeah, just help because if I had to do some paperwork and stuff, I'd sit back there. Usually, get the seat next to me blocked off. Yeah, and uh, yeah, it was good. Um, night before the game, it's obviously the the boys have have never got the invite because we're obviously preparing for a game. Yeah, but there's obviously something that's been going on the last twenty years, which is called the House of Pain. House of Pain. Yeah. Yeah. You know, can you just share with our listeners what is the House of Pain? Well, it's just a group of us. Usually the uh, the doctor, um, physio, um, the elite performance manager or performance manager, and then a couple of other people that get invited, mm-hmm. and uh, we have a few crown lugs and watch the footy. Beautiful. That's it. House of pain. Yeah, but any stories over the time there? I reckon uh, surely there's got to be a few times over your twenty years where House of Pain might have got a little bit carried away. A uh, couple of times. Yeah. Um, but uh, that was probably back in the early days when the boys still hadn't got over the fact that they weren't going to go out to the local pub. Um, 
so we kept it in-house. But uh, no, generally speaking, had very few issues. Mind you, it, you've got to make sure where you put your room. Yeah, okay. So it's next to the lifts, and there's a big gap between you and the next room, so there's no noise issue. <laughs> <laughs> and any requirements to get an invitation to this to the House of Pain? Because I, I don't want to be too harsh, but it would be fair to say that you're pretty selective with who yeah. you're very selective with who got a gig up there like it was yeah. no nonsense it was no. the people you wanted in there yeah. and you can't have no I don't deal easily with idiots yeah so the guest list will tell you who's good a couple of coaches might have got a gig there a couple uh, of assistant coaches came in yeah Stevie John Stringens you might Stevie have got a gig Jake started coming in yeah and started uh, drinking too much hey <laughs> you started drinking too much well he certainly uh yeah, he certainly liked a beer or two, but yeah, that was fine. It was good. Mm. So we had a system where you uh, everybody put in money at the beginning of the year and then usually halfway through. And uh, yeah, so mm. go through a few boxes of Crown Lager over the time. It's good. Beautiful. Now, mate, uh, I'd love to know over your career, yeah. 21 years, and you're obviously still pretty heavily involved in the club, mate. You still grace us with your presence from time to time. Yeah, who have been your favourite players over the journey? Oh, well, let's go to three players and have a chat about them. I don't really have favourites. I've never had favourites. Mm. I've always had to be, especially when you're talking about things like seat allocation and rooms and stuff like that. You've got to be. It's based by on you know logical principles of yeah. size and weight and games played and stuff like that. There's a bit of science behind it. Oh, not really. It's good. It's mainly common sense. Johnny Payne, we're yeah. going to play a bit of a game here, mate. Yeah. Um, it's called Who Gets the Seat? Yes. You know, the average listener might not think it's a big deal, but trust me, as a player, it was a massive deal. Yep. Um, so the ga- rules of the game, you've got one emergency exit row seat left. Yep. Who do you give it to? Ready? Yep. Plugger or Buddy? Uh, Lance. Why? Uh, well, um, probably he's going to have a few more issues with his legs and his back than... Tony about it. It's a very rational answer. <laughs> <laughs> O'Loughlin or Goods? Uh, Maggio, same reasons. Fair enough. McVeigh or O'Keefe? McVeigh. Why? Don't need any... Well, that just speaks for itself. <laughs> <laughs> Kennedy or Jack? Uh... Not sure about that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, probably Joey. Mm-hmm. Sinclair or Ball? Um, Sinclair, because you always got problems, mate. So. I do. And Ballie was pretty bulletproof. <laughs> used to get, hey, honestly, back, that's a backhand if I've, if I've ever got it. No, but you know, you, you've got, I'm not pedantic. You've got to take into account the issues that players have with their bodies. And sitting on a plane can be a just as stressful as you know running sometimes it's going to have bad effect is there any kind of thing you can share about someone that's it's kind of a highlight in your life probably uh probably uh andrew island i'd say andrew island yeah he came here in 2002 yep and uh, uh i'd never i'd heard of him but i'd never met him before but yeah he was he became one of the uh, leading lights in the House of Pain. And, uh, but, you know, just so to... the CEO was a 
got a gig in the House of Pain. Well, he was the footy manager then. Okay. Yeah, so that was before he, uh, once he became CEO, it changed a bit. He shafted you. <laughs> uh, yeah, understandably. Uh, he, he was a really uh, inspiration for me in a lot of ways. And uh, yeah. you know, to go through the 20, 2005 premiership was really something special. Yeah. What are your memories from that day, 2005 well, premiership? Must uh, have been a big, it was big a, party of life. It was a massive day, yeah. yeah. Uh, the House of Pain went till about 3 o'clock that morning. Yes. So it was, Good. A, uh, you know, we really trained hard for it. Uh, and uh, <laughs> what was the final series like for the House of Pain? Oh, good. Yeah, we, uh, yeah, we were in full training. Yeah, was, yeah, yeah, that was. But that was the highlight before the before the ground. And then you know we'd had the the uh, parade, and none of us really done that before. And yeah, so it was a it was an amazing experience. And then when the siren went, it was uh, terrific. Yeah, really good. So where were you when the siren? On went? the bench. Do you remember the first bloke you you went to, or you hugged, or you high fived? It might have been uh, Missa, I reckon, but uh, yeah. And then we all ran across to where the players were gathered. Yeah. And I left my folder behind, which I'd never done before in my life. But went back and got that. So yeah. Yeah. Okay. And you were there for 2012. Was that a similar experience? Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. was. It was. It was a. Uh, it was. And uh, behold, you know, mostly different group of players, but yeah, just the feeling of being there and feeling so privileged to actually be there with those blokes and. And walk out on the ground, and yeah, it was amazing. Well, for your time, for your time, you've dedicated to the Sydney Swans. You were also awarded, I think it was in 2011. You were a life member. Yeah. What did that mean to you, mate? A lot, a lot. Meant a lot. It's, yeah. Well, it's a lot of the stuff that team managers do, and I know it applies to every team manager. Is that it's it's iceberg stuff. You know, you see the 10, percent and and nobody sees the 90. percent which goes on, which sort of stuff you'd see, but yeah. people don't see that. They see you on TV and think it's glamorous. And, mm. uh, but uh, yeah, that meant a lot to get that that honour. It was fantastic. Were you um, were you expecting it? No, no, no. Do you remember what you said? No. In your speech? No. You got no idea. Actually, I got interviewed by uh, Adam Spencer, which was probably good because it was a, it was a. I didn't have to get up and make a speech as such. So it was quite good. Yeah. Fair enough. Bit of a blur of the night, but I remember that bit. <laughs> you unfortunately had to call time on your team management role duties. Yeah. Um, at the end of 2018. Yeah, last um, year. Boys aren't happy with you, mate. To be honest. Oh, really? That's the like, that's the the consensus amongst the club. We're a bit filthy that you've uh, that you've just deserted us and left us. The um, travel travel and game day definitely isn't the same. So was it was it was it a tough decision to leave, or did it? We, 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 did you have enough? No, I didn't, it was tough. I, yeah. I hadn't had enough. I just, uh, my body was telling me I'd had enough. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I can see now that that's the right decision because that's gradually you know, what's happening. Mm-hmm. But um, no, it was really tough. And i got to say, I missed, uh, I still miss it because it was a big part of my life. Yeah. Uh, and a part of my life that I feel very grateful to have been able to, you know, contribute something in some small way. Mm. Uh, and meet the people I've met, uh, and be part of you know your bloke's successes and otherwise. It's been good. Beautiful, mate. You just just touch briefly, kind of on your health, mate. Yeah. Can we? Are you open to have your chat about kind of how your health is going and it's kind not, of how it, where all that where all that journey started with you? Well, it started. I know it's been a, no, a tough okay. tough run for you, mate. No, that's right. It started in 2017 when I had a gallbladder out. Yeah. And part of that, they did scans of my body and. 
few weeks after I had my gallbladder out, I was still in the hospital, I think. The doctor came in and said, you've got lots of spots on your bones. And I said, well, what are you talking about? He said, well, I don't know, but we've got to find out. So I went to an oncologist over at St Vincent's and um, he said, you've got stage four prostate cancer spread to your bones. And you've got a less than 30% chance of lasting five years. It's pretty direct, this bloke. How'd that hit you? <laughs> like a truck, I really yeah. wasn't expecting it. And um, then I say, the start of the course of treatment on the cancer, uh, which just involved various drugs. And uh, then halfway through 2018, no, actually that's not right, five days before Christmas on 2017, uh, this oncologist sent me for blood tests because he wasn't happy with my blood tests. I went to see a hematologist and she said, you've got an incurable bromarrow disease. Uh, primary myelofibrosis. Only 150 people a year get it in Australia. Mm. You've got it. You've got two years to live. And that was when? That was five days before Christmas in 2017. 2017, okay. Yeah, so it's coming up. (laughs) Well, mate, I I know you and me joke about it a fair bit, but you... You are kind of defying the odds a bit, and and I can I've got some pretty good evidence because you called time with being the team manager, and day one of preseason, we obviously trained a bat and ball oval in Moore Park this year. Yeah, you were there every session, yep. walking laps like a maniac. <laughs> Not so really. Some would say you were moving better than Joel Amati <laughs> does in the three in the in the, uh, in, the in the three k. <laughs> no, those days are long gone. But, yeah. uh, but that was a, a fair statement, though. Oh, I like being there, and uh, yeah. I lived just about five minutes from there. Yeah. So it seemed rather churlish not to go and help a bit. Mm-hmm. Not that I was doing much, but yeah. And as I said, I really miss being around you blokes and just the general atmosphere around the club. So it's pretty good. So I think you spoke about just before you had it, it was a gallbladder. Yeah. Though did did you did you have any symptoms pre No. You see you you could have just kept carrying on and, and not have known. Yeah. For a little bit longer. Yeah. 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 Interesting. It, it was the gallbladder that uh, brought it to light. Yeah, that's really weird. Have you ever thought about that? Like, would you have liked to have known or not known? Probably would have rather not known. Yeah. Because uh, at that stage, it's stage four, so it's it's too late. It was yeah. spotted. But uh, look, now we've known it's, 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 that's under control, but the other thing isn't. That's, that's fine. Just got to yeah. make the most of it. Is it true, and you need to tell, tell me this story if it's true or not, yeah. is it true that you missed your son's wedding yes. for a Swans game? Correct. 2016. Come on, mate. No. I know you love your job. I know you love your job <laughs> and you love the boys, but come on. Uh, I've got to put you up there. No, I uh, I told them when they could, uh, both my kids, when they could talk, don't get married, die, or have a birthday between February and October because I won't be there. And uh, so this is 2016, the preliminary final. Um, played Fremantle at uh, ANZ. Mm-hmm. And he got married. He got married in uh, Santa Barbara, where he now lives. Uh, and married an American. They didn't give us stuff about AFL. So yeah, okay. That was the date that suited them. So send me a video. <laughs> well, I've never met someone more loyal to a footy club than you. It's a preliminary final. <laughs> doesn't happen every day. No, no, it doesn't. 2006. Yeah. 2006. 
2006. Has your son forgiven you for this? Was he was he filthy? No, honestly, he, he no, wasn't filthy at you. No, Butch understood. He was fine. Your fiance? Uh, well, Melissa, she's fine. Well, how would she explain that to her parents if if the father of the of the groom isn't coming to the son's wedding? I don't know, but uh, you just don't care. Don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> Americans don't get it. That's not my problem. How many games did you miss over two decades of footy? Then three. You missed three, and that was just for health reasons. Yeah, in the hospital. Yeah, that Far was up. late, right at the end. Still made four hundred and seventy-five. <laughs> <laughs> Who's counting? <laughs> yeah. That's right. What Kieran Jack would like to know, mm-hmm. who's been the player that's given you the most grief over your time? I wouldn't call it grief. I don't think that's that's the right way to say it. In fact, I've always felt that the players have been pretty disciplined and pretty much stayed in line. Come on, John. Like, mate, there's got to be one player over the 21 years <clears throat> that stands out and you've just gone, oh... He was, he was just <laughs> one player who came from Adelaide who was got a bit ahead of himself. Yep. And uh, name? Oh, not not supposed to name people, but anyway, he he was a bit ahead of himself. So we had to take a few steps there to make sure that he, you know, fell in with the rest of the uh, the crowd. Buddy Franklin would like to know, <laughs> Johnny, what is your drink of choice? Red wine. Any specific red? Yeah, Pinot Noir. Pinot Noir. From, from Yarra Valley. Johnny Payne, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on the podcast today, mate. Um, I'll Thank just you. share one other thing. One of the big highlights that I've got um, of my um, air travel with you is that I was sat I sat next to you one one flight. I don't know if you remember. I can't remember where, where we were coming from. And we had a really good hour and a half chat. It's probably not suitable for the podcast, that, that <laughs> conversation that we had. Probably not. You were pretty blunt and pretty to the point, um, as was I. Um, but mate, keep fighting fit, and the boys are. Um, why don't you show your face a bit more in the club, mate? Because the, okay. the boys are battling without you. Okay, I'll be happy to. Thanks Beautiful. very much. No worries, mate. Good, yeah. Thanks, thanks, Kel.